What's up? It's episode 806. Don't forget the second half of the show. You can listen to it on InsaneThrottleTV.com or you can listen to the replays over on Spotify, any of your major podcast platforms, as well as Discord. We have an awesome second part of the show. Deep discussion with China Dow. Wait till you see the video that's coming out Friday morning. You're just going to love it. I was suckered, man. I was thinking with the wrong head, if you know what I mean. Anyway, we have Breeders Rides are featured right behind me. Everybody remember, I'm getting tons of submissions for this. I will get your scooter up on the show. Just don't forget that a lot of stuff is coming in right now. Anyway, this one belongs to John Taylor. It is a Yamaha V-Star Bobber. It is a 1200cc. He has filter pods under the tank to clean up the right side of the engine. Powder-coated rock and roll powder coat. I love powder coat. And it has 12-inch mini apes on it. Custom pipes. And get this. He bought it as a basket case and went to work. It is 100% built by him. And boy, oh boy, I bet there were some nights where he invented new words for the English language. For guys like me who are hooked on phonics dropouts when it comes to the English language. But you always tend to, when you're either working on a car or a motorcycle to invent new words. And you also probably show up with new holes in the dry wall, if you know what I mean. So great looking scooter right there. Yes, you can send your pick of your scooter to be featured on the show. Info at InsaneThrottleBikerNews.com and I'll get it up. What happens is I put them in line as soon as I get them. So be patient. Be patient. We got plenty of shows not going anywhere for you. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit more information that came out of Ohio about the Avengers and that shooting in the bar. Lots more information coming out on that. We actually got a good article on it as well. Good article. Also, Mike Ball, he's been on the show. He is a loyal listener to the show. He just made the paper with his story of how he's persevering and spreading hope to all others that are in life-changing situations. And I also call out a hater. My God, this guy, I swear to God, he lives in the basement of his mommy's house, has no life whatsoever, but he loves to give opinions on other people, and I get it. As a creator in this business, you're going to get some of these schmucks. Me, I get them all the time, but you have to see through them. Now, usually I don't pay any attention and give them any airtime. But this guy I am, because it seems like he has a hard-on for Mike. It seems like he has nothing else to do 
but put somebody down for an accomplishment they got. And guess what, dude? I'm not paid. Not paid at all. ONA reporter, credentials, different type of documentaries, all that stuff I've been on. So you can blow me. I think it's a beautiful story. And you know what? Let's just go on now and tell you what I'm talking about here. This is out of NewYorkWeeklyTimes.com. And this one was written by Megan Moore. There's a picture of Mike. What happened was he got in a motorcycle accident. He lost his leg from the knee down, it looks like. But he got right back on that motorcycle and started doing what he loved. And he has such an outlook on life that many of us don't have. And he went through hell, but he still has that hope in life. It's just like the kids. They have such determination. And I'm talking about kids that are sick, life-threatening diseases, going through hell. Something that that grown-ass adults wouldn't be able to go through, but they do it with a smile. That's what this reminds me of. Being in that motorcycle accident, losing his leg, and he don't blame. He don't blame nobody. He just keeps pushing forward to give hope to others that are facing some of these same type of issues. So, the title of this was Mike Ball Continues to Ride After Collision Caused Dismembered Limb. The National Highway Safety Administration states that motorcycles make up 3% of registered vehicles in the United States, but represent 14% of traffic fatalities. Mike Ball, a well-known figure in the motorcycle community, was almost included in the number of traffic fatalities when he was in a horrifying motorcycle accident that altered his life. He continues to ride in spirit of losing a limb, or spite. 25 years old. He was only 25 years old when this happens. And you know at 25 years old, something like this happens, you're usually in a big state of depression. He was involved in a near-fatal collision that dismembered his left leg. On the afternoon of March 6, 2021, in Huntington Beach, California, he was headed towards Indianapolis Street when a driver made a left turn from the opposite side of the street hitting him. Those left turns are killers, aren't they? That's where a lot of majority of accidents occur is when people make them left turns. Jeff George saw the crash in front of him, then watched as Ball slid down the street onto a curb, narrowly avoiding a tree. George knew he needed to act quickly, and he used his belt as a tourniquet for Ball. Great, great good Samaritan right there. Paramedics transported him to Orange, where he was checked into the University of California 
Irving Trauma Center. This goes on that said from a former emergency medical technician, the bystander saved his life. I wish there was more people out there that cared about others, and maybe this country wouldn't be as messed up as it really is. He explained the medical procedure for traumatic amputations. Any limb that you sever enough to where you're going as deep as the bone, you're in serious trouble. Because if you slit an artery, you're done. It can take two to five minutes to bleed out for any injury, so getting a tourniquet on the patient is an EMT's priority. It goes on to say, while George doesn't consider himself a hero, he's grateful that he was there at the right time. Ball is the true hero. And I believe that 100%. I believe that 100%. After getting up, persevering, and looking at life a whole total different way, instead of thinking the world is nothing but nasty and pity and all that stuff. No, he turned it around. Beautiful stuff. Although Ball had medical insurance through his employer and Cigna covered most of his hospital bills and prosthetics, the financial blow continues to impact his life. From six figures to bankruptcy, he lives without any unemployment and disability compensation. After graduating from Huntington Beach High School, he started training in the maritime industry as a tankerman. He oversaw the transfer of oil and fuel to the ships that came in and out of Los Angeles. When he wasn't fueling uh, ships, he was pursuing his responsibility as a national cabinet member of the Insano's Motorcycle Club, which he no longer belongs to. Now, Bradley Ball, which is his father, said he respects his son's choice to continue to ride, but can't help but wonder if there will be another phone call, which is every parent's worst nightmare. I'm grateful that he's alive. I'm so stoked, but inside, I am not the same person I used to feel happy. He believes that the accident has changed his son for the better. A lot of people will just give up, just sit on the couch and cry poor me, and he didn't. He did the exact opposite. And he is inspired by Ball's propensity to rebuild his life. Ain't that a story right there when people around you get a positive vibe? When they see that Something as traumatic as this motorcycle accident and the loss of a leg, you can keep moving forward. I love this about Mike because the mental attitude that's so positive, it rubs off on people. He's not sitting in the corner pity partying. No, he's out there making a difference. So when this schmuck, came on Instagram and started bashing them, I was like, hell no, uh uh-uh, hell no, ain't gonna happen. 
it just reminds me of somebody that's miserable with their own life and truly can't stand seeing other people happy. Now, where is this joke? Uh, let's see here. Wonder. Okay, here we go. And again, you can get on Mike's Instagram and see a lot of this stuff. Mike was proud to be featured in the New York Weekly Times. And I'm hovering over right now this L. Raiden 2023. He looks like a schmuck, don't he? Anyway, the Megan Moore, same person who writes all of Chuck's fakes articles, what a coincidence. And then, you know, I had to get into the mix here. Doesn't freaking matter who wrote the article. Mike's overcoming the obstacles he faces every day is a big story. He gives hope to those who are needing it. And then he comes back. Article is fake and paid for. Bro, I ain't your bro. I hate when people call me that. Megan Moore just happens to write all his butt buddies, checks, articles, all that good stuff. You can tell he's a miserable person. You can tell that he has no life whatsoever. He's miserable because he can't get noticed for anything he's ever done. I bet he's never had anything that he'd be proud of besides sitting in front of a TV playing video games. I don't care where you're published or who published you. It is awesome just to get the recognition for something that you did good. And Mike don't let a, a hater like this bug him. Bugged me a little bit. And I really wish some of these haters would come on the show because I'd bury them. I'd set their asses on fire. But they can do the keyboard stuff, but they never come on the show. But I want to congratulate Mike for his perseverance, for this article that we he was in. Good job, my man. Good job. Screw the haters, right? That's what I say. Anyway, a little more information on what happened with that Avengers thing coming out right now. This is from the Sussy or Susie report, and by Tom Susie. He uh, titled this one, He's a Good Cat, says, Friend, a man who got into a deadly shootout with a motorcycle club. Goes on to say it's becoming clear what went down during a shooting at Old Landmark Tavern on Rumsey Road that left two men dead and three others injured. Again, I'm just going off of this report. It could have happened. It couldn't, you know, might not have happened. This is what they're reporting now. Source tells the Susie report, or Sussy report, I call it Susie. See? Hooked on financial dropout. They were at a bar Monday night, but left before all hell broke loose. 
They heard the shooting was in retaliation for what happened at the bar about a week earlier. They say that about 20 members of the Avengers Motorcycle Club showed up wearing Avengers vests. So I guess, according to them and their sources, that the shooting happened because there was probably an argument a week before. This all got started with a girl. <laughs> oh my God, a woman. Oh my God. This is the stuff that is always happening. A lot of the wars with the bigger clubs actually started off because of women. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys, man? Members of the Avengers got into an argument and her boyfriend shot up a couple of the Hells or the, uh, Avengers bikes, well, that wasn't smart. Uh, they came to cause trouble, according to them, about the Inven uh, Avenger. The guy who fired rounds into the Avengers motorcycle says, My source wasn't at the old Landmark Tavern when the Avengers showed up. My source says they heard at least one of the Avengers pulled out a handgun and one at the bar's regulars fired back in self-defense. And he says he has confirmed that the deceased, Glenn Clark, uh, 50, and Nicholas Dollar, 34, were both members of the Avengers. So sad to hear about somebody dying. I can't stand that when somebody dies. Not over something like this. Sad stuff. The man, my source says, who fired the fatal shots is Brody Sieber. 38, a Columbus contractor in stable condition. Brody is a good cat, they say. And that was in quotes. Now, on Tuesday, he goes on to say, Columbus Division of Police Detectives executed a search warrant at the Avengers Clubhouse, which we covered. Uh, detectives are currently possessing evidence from both the search warrant and the scene of the earlier homicide. So yes, they are calling these homicides. And then they had no further details in it. Now, a CPD source tells them there are many moving parts, conflicting versions about what happened. And at the time of the report, police made no regrets. Uh, the, this publication reached out to the Avengers, but they have yet to make a statement. And he goes on to say, drop him an email or a tip, and you can remain anonymous. So that right there is the sussy report. And it, that's a well-written article, man. A lot of independent journalists are really putting it out there, just the facts, instead of what the mainstream media does all the time. But it is looking like they're saying or they're claiming that this was in retaliation. Who knows? I don't. We'll know more when more is released. We'll see what's going on. And, of course, we'll cover it. Uh, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now. Let me know what you guys think about these haters and how they hate their life so much that they can't stand others getting some good press or doing good in their lives because they're a bunch of miserable pricks. Uh, 
My goodness gracious. We'll be right back after this music break. in Cumberland have concluded that in all cases, the killers are eating the flesh of the people they murdered. Zombies got you down. Keep it tuned. WMMRDB Rockford. It's going to be kind of a wacky week this week. You're going to hear me doing a couple shows myself. China Dow's almost done with her training. We go back to normal Next week, thank God, the 4 o'clock in the morning deals are actually the waking up her at 3.15, and then she wakes me up going. 
Hopefully it's going to be coming to an end soon. How are you doing, China? I am good. Hey, guess what? What? Guess what? What? I seen this airplane. You seen an airplane? Mm. Yesterday. Yeah. I seen an airplane. Okay, I think we all seen an airplane. We did live by Chicago O'Hare. Yeah. But it was a little yellow one with these little things and this smoke came out its butt. Oh, you're talking about a crop duster. Yeah. I always thought crop dusting was something you do to people in the bed by, like, holding the covers over their head, but that's not what that is either. <laughs> crop dusting is when you fart and you walk and somebody walks through it. Like that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Throw you under the bus vibrating my back. Thank you very much. Making me vomit. What happened? You farted on me twice. It was gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we were taking a little bath and stuff like that. And, you know, what do you say? Don't hold it? Yeah, it's better out than in, like Shrek would say. But Jesus Christ, don't people realize that when you're sitting in the bathtub and you fart, it smells ten times worse than when you're walking past somebody? It's fucking gross. So anyways, about the crop duster, it was really cool. We were cool. out on the dyna yesterday. We were out on the dyna. And let me tell you, let me tell you. I have come to the conclusion it's not the seat that hurts my ass on that dyna. It is the freaking backrest. Yeah, you wanted me to lower that. Or raise it. Technically, raising it like about an inch would be better because right where the backrest hits, it hits my hip bones. Well, where it's hitting you is supposed to be a bigger pad. I got the smaller pad. I got to get a bigger one. Yeah, something because it is not my butt that hurts. It's my hips that hurt because every time you hit a bump, my hips hit the back backrest, the bottom of it. That sucker is fast, ain't she? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's fast. It's fast. Yay. You still like the boulevard, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I don't have to get off the boulevard and worry about my legs continuously vibrating like <laughs> I do on the dyno. I got the pipes going on later uh, on this month, so you'll be getting a lot more vibration. No more. No more vibration. I thought you girls liked that stuff. Yeah. A little closer in tune, though. <laughs> it's got to hit that special spot. You did. You get excited over a crop duster. I know. I was like, what is that? It's so cool. It's yellow. Like the yellow submarine. I'm talking that yellow. Dude, it was so bright yellow. It was like brighter than the canary yellow, brighter than a yellow crayon. It was so yellow. And then, of course, I did not have my phone out, so I could not get a close-up picture because it was legit, like, right above our heads. And it was low. And it was super low. So then we get back out on the dyna. And I'm trying to videotape it, but you can't tell what it is because it was too far away. <laughs> I actually, for the first half of the show, coming up Friday, have a thing that me and China Dow did, the video and, of course, the audio. I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, you're going to find out something new and something old. It was a pretty cool deal. Can't wait for it to uh, air for you guys. I'd like to see it. <laughs> what, do I get to see it? Yeah, you get to see it. When On it replay. When it yeah. replays, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Rude. I can't wait till it goes back to normal here. It will as of Saturday's my last 4 a.m. morning thing. 
Yeah, time. but they, didn't they say they're going to be scheduling you at least once a, a week uh, in the mornings? No. Every other Saturday morning. So at least we're back to normal, though. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Do you know how hard it is when you get up? See, my room's right next to the driveway. Yeah. You can either hear her walking with her boots. Usually walking. Or you can hear her pulling out of the driveway. That's because the ditch in the driveway is like about a foot away from your window. So you, if there's like rain in it, you'll get your window gets splashed. How is it I can avoid that one every time I pull out? I can but avoid you it. Can't. I can avoid it pulling in the driveway, just not backing out of the driveway. So you're not too good at driving, is what you're saying. I am. I'm fine at driving. Rude. Rude. I can drive. Answer me a question, uh, guys and gals. Do you pull up on everybody's asses? Well, I can still see the back of the car. No, I did not say I could still see the back of their car. If I could still see their tires, their back tires, I'm not too close. You're really close. No, I'm not. Because you got to be able to see the tires from under the bumper. I ain't that close. I just under- I, I don't understand why you do it. I don't know. Why can't you stay a car length away or something? Why would I stay a car, a full car length away from somebody? Because at a, a lot of these drivers are assholes. At a stoplight, really, yeah. a full car length away. Then I'm going to have the people behind me honking because I'm too far. At least a half a car length, the way it's supposed to be? I can see the back tires below the bumper. I'm fine. Oh, <sighs> so you take driver's ed very serious. No, because if I did, I'd be driving with my hands at 10 and 2, and I haven't done that since driver's ed, thank you. How many accidents have you had? One. How many have I had? I don't know. None. Well, gee, that's because you freaking got in one huge accident back when you were in high school and you took off. Well, that was But That was because you were drunk. That was high school. So? I'm talking about now. I've had one. In the last 10 years. In the last 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> None. You've had one. No, I haven't. Not in the last 10 years. Really? When our kid was in school? That was when she was a freshman. That's 10 years uh, within the 10 years. No, it's not because she's been in college for seven. It was like 11 or 12 years ago. <laughs> Get it right, math, 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 max. Duh. What do we got this week? coming up a couple of the show titles so everybody knows well of course it's you know monday so it's serial killers yeah she loves a serial killer monday I do. doesn't she she's a sick puppy man some of the titles that we're going to be dealing with is dirty little secrets you need to know about a successful person i'm gonna love that one 10 secrets of successful people Strategies on well, that's one show. Has strategies on how to cope with rejection. That's another show. Do's and duns. Do's. Oh my god, duns. Duns. (laughs) Do's and duns. You're a (laughs) dunce with dealing with rejection. How to get over a broken heart. Coping tips for dealing with heartaches. (laughs) Those are some damn good subjects. Yeah, why does it all have to do with breakup? I don't know. Oh no! It don't. Well, no. It, that don't just have to do with breakup. It does too. That could be business failures. Uh, that could be friendship failures. That could be everything. Okay. 
See, sh- how short-sightedness Sightedness? It sounds yeah. like you were going to say sinus. I just woke up. Sinuses. What do you expect? Sinuses. <laughs> then I have to deal with a crabby-ass bitch when I wake I up. I am not I like crabby. That. I don't like that. I'm not crabby. Well, now you're not on air. No, I wasn't crabby before that. You were cranky because you couldn't find your cup. And you put it in the fridge. You just didn't put it where you always put it. It was in the door. And I'm sitting here being called you're uh, on crack. I said you should stop doing crack so you'll be able to find your stuff. I having a hard time lately. Yeah, but you got to make light of the subject. You weren't making light of the subject. Yeah, I was too. I said you're stop sk- doing crack. Yeah, you're in here yelling at me. I did not yell. I said you need to be able to find your stuff. I'm not going to be here all week in, uh, during the day. So you got to be able to find your belongings. Find my belongings. Put them where you know they're going to be. I still haven't found my fucking nice uh, ass blonde, but I forgot where I put her. I wish I could remember where she was. Wow. <laughs> what <Whatevs. laughs> Ouch. So anyways, when we were riding. No, 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 no. When we were riding on the dyna, we went past the Dollar Gentral. Yeah, Dollar Gentral. Yeah, and I said that I need a refund on my cooter pocket. Because it's broken. It is broken. And then, as we were going past the Dollar Gentral, there were like aminos, and they were stanky. And I said, now that's a rotten cooter that needs to be refunded. (laughs) That it does. Now that you bring up the ride. Yeah. We were having a very good discussion. Very good discussion. Uh Uh-huh. What you get out here compared to what you get out in the town you grew up in? Schumburg. It's a very interesting, serious conversation. I think yesterday was the first time you understood what you really have. Well. As far as living out here compared to there. Yeah, well, living out in Schumburg. Where there's a lot of dirty cooters. Let's just say the people that I grew up with and the town I grew up in, people think everything should be handed to them. We already know that part. We've talked about that. And they're snotty and they're snobs and they're, yeah. They need to stop riding their high horses before they get pushed off. But Because you were actually fil- uh, videoing while we're on the back of the bike. Yeah. And you were just amazed at some of the you know, roads I took you on. Yeah, because... And the scenery. Yeah, 100%. Because it's like you go, you ride down one of the main streets or even a back street, you know, in the town I grew up in. It's houses, 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 store, store, store. There and traffic. There, and it's stop and go because every freaking intersection is a damn stoplight or a stop sign. There's not even like 10 minutes of road where there's nowhere you're going to stop. It's like every five minutes you're stopping. So it's major stop and go. And you were talking about what you finally realized out here. Yeah. I like the fact that, you know, you can go any which way and get like a beautiful scenery. Can't get that there. Uh, You can go from a tiny town to a tiny town to a tiny town. And even some of the bigger towns... They're still kind of like a tiny town because like their main road or their main part of their town is like a little town inside of a big town. Mm -hmm. Like we go to Monroe a lot 
and their main square. It's like the nineteen fucking fifties, back to the future shit. But it, but it's so much like a, a little town inside of a big town because mm. the main attraction in that town is the main square. Yeah, they got the courthouse in the middle, and then all the little and it stores looks like and you're restaurants. In back to the future because yeah. it's beautiful there. And then you got all the restaurants and stores, and like you can get candy from like in one of the stores from like when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. soda shop type of deal. Yeah, and then they got a deli area that has ice cream. Mm, yum, ice cream. You're getting to experience something here that you never got to experience. I did, but you know, Chicago is a lot different than here. Well, growing up out there in Schaumburg, you know, you, uh, you're basically sheltered from the outside world in that town. Mm. You don't know anything else. So it's like really stupid. Mm -hmm. And Well, somebody was downgrading your town. Yeah, they said my... I don't remember the exact... And that's why I was, you know, I was happy that we got that conversation on the bike. Because on the Dyna, you can hear better. Yeah. Well, that's also because on the Dyna, we're actually closer together on the seats. Right. There's a big space between us and the the other one, on the bullet. And it was actually you that started out on this conversation, so yeah. it was on your mind. Yeah, because I, you know, I had somebody that I grew up with that was knocking the town that I live in and the bar that I go to, and saying it was basically like crap. It was white, trash. basically white trash, without saying the words white trash. And the bar was a dump. Yeah, it was a dive. A dive bar. A dive bar. How did that make you feel, knowing where you came from to what you have out here? We're right down the the block from the Rock River. Yeah. Yeah, ain't none of that down there. You have there. none of that where you can walk to? No. What are you going to do, walk to a fucking park that a million other people are in? Yeah, basically. You go in two separate directions, and you go... Like, I live two blocks from the elementary school, so you can go behind the elementary school and play at the playground. Or two blocks the other the other way where the public pool was with a playground. I mean, that was pretty much it. And, and here you get and, to enjoy life. Yeah. And walking to, like, a well, store or any of that, there's you can't. During you the summertime, drive. me and you go sit in the cemetery by the river, and guess what we get to see? A shit ton of pelicans. Yeah, which were like what? Or fully grown bald eagles. Yeah. Or hawks. And swans. And egrets. Those are those and tall egrets. birds. Yeah. Stuff you want to Of course see. you're going to get pissed off when somebody says, hey, you live in a white trash little town, even though it's one of the top town, uh, 10 in uh, the state of Illinois to yeah. live. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And you can get a better education at the high school right here by us than you can in the high school that I went to. Well, uh, why did it bug you so much? Because it it made me think about what I had living there compared to what I have now. And out here, I feel more free and more laid back and more relaxed where, out where I grew up in Schaumburg was more tense and stressful and... You couldn't relax. It was, mm. it was the only way to relax was to sit and lock yourself in your bedroom. And I don't, I don't like doing that. So it hurt. Yeah, it was painful that somebody would knock it. It's like okay, don't you wish you had a fil didn't have a filter like me where you just would have went and said fuck off. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't do that. <laughs> 
I should, but there's a lot of times where I, I just Because we talked about it on the way home with the bike was I don't hang around with a lot of friends from high school. No fucking way. Mm-mm. I had to deal with them four years and they were mostly assholes any damn way. Well, I've come to the conclusion that it's nice to say hi and maybe catch up for like a day with somebody you grew up with. And It truly is. You're right on that. It's better to just do a one-night thing and catch up and see where everybody's been and blah, blah, blah than it is to continuously keep in touch with that person because then all they do is act like they're better than you are. And that happens. That's what I get pissed about because that happens a lot with you. Yeah. What is it with you attracting them type of fucking people? That act like they're better than me? Yeah. I don't know. I seem to be a magnet. You are. You're a magnet for assholes. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And what frustrates me is you don't catch it right away. I even told you that. No, I don't. I was like, why does it take you so long to catch on to somebody that's a prick? Because I live giving them the reasonable doubt. Reasonable doubt usually don't work. No. Because you get fucked in the end. It ends up kicking me in the face. When somebody's out there and they're talking about how much money they have or what they do or where they live, that's a... Or they got to pencil you in their schedule to meet up. That's a big sign. Yeah. To me. It's a red flag. Red flag my ass, it's time to go type of uh, red flag. That's a red flag like uh, chuck them in the fuck it bucket. But do you truly believe that, even though they were a friend in high school? Now, yes. What do you mean now? I mean, if it was like a few years ago, I'd be like, but I'll just give them another chance. Shit, even if it was like two months ago, I'd be like, I'll give them another chance. But Hmm. no, not anymore. I'm done giving people chances. It's a one strike. I think this one cut you through the core. It's a one strike fucking rule with me now. You fuck me over one time, I'm over it. I'm done. And I think it's because they fucked with your town. Because this is the first place you really loved. Yeah. Out of everywhere. Yeah. Not even Chicago. Fuck Chicago. The only thing I liked... (laughs) Fuck Chicago. The only thing I liked about where we lived in Chicago is there was this cute little deli thing that lolo's you know who owned that right i don't want to know <laughs> i have an idea but it's i'm still not, there it's still there but that was that was the one place that and the grocery store the town the the caputo's, caputo's. It's the, the original it was the original caputo's grocery store with the deli and everything you walk in there you smell italian yeah i mean those were the two things to be honest with you is the lo- lolo's the little deli and Caputo's, mm. the original Caputo's, not these freaking Expansion dump. ones. No, it was the original really tiny Caputo's. Those two things are the things that I miss the most. Well, and the food. Mm-hmm. So I got to have three. The food. But I never seen you so upset when somebody talked about where you lived. Yeah, you know, talking about me is one thing, but they brought up where I lived. And it, I thought it was like really weird, even for myself. To get so offended by somebody knocking the town I live in. But you know what? This is my home. It is your home. And when somebody comes in your homes and shits on it, you're not supposed to be a And schmuck. you can fucking knock me until I don't care. You can talk me, talk about me, cut me down to size, whatever. But would you talk about my home? And basically you're knocking down all the people that 
I've come to consider like re- like friends in mm. this town. Chick kickers. Like I can't go anywhere in this town without being recognized because of where I work by them either saying, "Oh, you're the one that works at the gas station." Or Hey, and well, my name, Anne. Mm. <laughs> I hate saying that. Well, what really made me laugh is why he's sh- shitting on this town. Mm. We only have a one to three day turnaround on houses here. Oh, yeah. Half the time the houses in this town. One to three days is the average sale time here. Yeah, but half the time they can't even get the sign in the ground before somebody's calling wanting it. Exactamundo. Like the minute you hear somebody's moving. It's sold. It's already sold. Because we're one of the top 10 towns in Illinois. By the next, by by like either later that day or the next day, the house that, hey, so-and-so just moved and so-and-so is moving in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, within 24 hours, somebody has already gotten that house. That's not Schaumburg. No. It's just forever in Schaumburg. No, it took like a year for the house I grew up in to sell. Like legit a year. I was trying to make you feel better and I was glad you talked about it. Because you'd tell it's always it was on your mind. Well, like I said, it's one thing to bash me, but don't bash my home. No, it was both. Well, it was both, but I mean... Yeah, if you're going to make sound like I'm a piece of white trash, the place I live in is a piece of white trash, the town, the the, the bar I go to, no. I'm a proud white trash peckerwood, though. <laughs> I am. I'm a proud fucking peckerwood. No, I've never considered myself white trash, ever. So it's a culture shock when they do think of you that way. Well, and then it's like, it, it kind of made me giggle because I'm like, you know, we own our own home. Mm-hmm. He lives in. He lives with his mom and dad. Oh, ouch! Yeah, stupid. Ouch! He lives with mommy and daddy, and it's not because mommy and daddy cannot take care of themselves. Mm. He just lives there, and he's supposedly making all this money. Oh yeah, he's probably an Amway representative or some shit. No, he told me what he did, but I I didn't care enough to listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad when you have China down not listening to you. It, well, it was one of those long, drawn-out conversations. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is the title of your job? That is all I asked. I don't give, give D- a... Don't you find that uh, a little mysterious that he is supposedly making all this money but living at home? Yeah, it's just weird. I can see if somebody's taking care of a parent. Yeah, but see... Or a grandparent. Like, right. we had to. Yeah, we took care of your grandma. But it's like... It's not that situation. It's not that situation, so why are you at home? Yeah, exactly. You're making all this money. Why ain't you living it up? You're a bachelor. Why ain't you living it up? Yeah. 49 years old, never been married, have have never had any kids. And probably been living in the same fucking house. No, he lived in California before. He lived in Schaumburg, went out to California for work for a couple years, and then came back to live with his mommy and daddy. So what's that say to you when he says, you know what, you you got a shit town? Wait a second, asshole. You seen Schaumburg lately? I never lived there. I would never live there again. Of course I can never live. The only time I'm ever going back there is when I'm dead. But that's not Schaumburg. That's Chicago. Yeah. But I don't like going back out there anymore. 
Well, I mean, because you get so used to living out here. I mean, I keep saying all the time, I'm like, you know, one of these days I'd like to get out by where my dad was buried. But it's like, then I sit there and go, do I really want to drive in all that traffic? It's bad. I mean, it's awful. It is. Where you don't have a rush hour here. No, there's no such thing. There's more of a thing called a rush hour in Walmart (laughs) than there is on the roads. Well, you just said it right there. You know, somebody like him would have came back and said, oh, Walmart. Yeah, but the other part that pisses me off is the fact that, you know, okay, I hate to say it, and we've all talked about it. Everybody's made comments about it for, you know, during the show and Discord and whatnot. Dude, I would rather go to freaking Goodwill than go to freaking Woodfield Mall. You're damn right, man. I love Goodwill. Woodfield Mall, I mean, yay. You know, once you've been there, you're over it. And I grew, Any mall. I grew up going to Woodfield Mall. It ain't that big of a friggin' deal. <laughs> it's just huge. We live in the quint- uh, quintessential Walmart type of environment. Well, yeah. Or- we all go in our pajamas. We all Look at me. I just go. Me? No, I gotta do my hair and makeup. <laughs> I gotta look good in Walmart. You gotta look good in Wally World. Except today, I was there, no makeup, no nothing. I didn't care. It was raining. But to somebody like that that's bashing you from high school... Yeah. it's They try to put it to what have you accomplished type of deal. You wanna know what I've accomplished? More than you ever have and ever will. I co-host a radio show. I do my own podcast. I do... There's, I've done YouTube, I've done all kinds of shit, and it's shit you'll never do. Mm-hmm. No, you'll never have it. You'll never get it. And that's a, something you have to have a source of pride in, is something you do. Yeah. It shouldn't be to where I've ran, you got to stand up to somebody else's standards. I mean, I've ran businesses, you know, it's like, what have you done working for the man? <laughs> and couldn't make it on your own. Or you wouldn't be living with mommy and daddy. Mm. Mm. Poor baby. Douche. It is a douche move. It is. It's and I hate having to see you go through it because I can see it. It's just, it's aggravating. So it's, it's, it's pathetic that somebody's got to be like that and act like shit. Like I'm a piece of shit and he's holier than thou. And it's like. Nah, dude, I honestly think it's the other fucking way around, which I would never call myself holier than thou, but... I'd have turned that shit on him in a heartbeat. I, I'm worth way fucking much more than you'll ever be because I can get... I, I, I know who I am, and you... Well, ob- now you do. And you obviously don't. It's taken you a long time. What does growing up in Schomburg have to do with anything that you're not a Schomburg chick? Because <laughs> well, I'm not a stuck-up motherfucker. No, it's taken you a long time to grow. Yeah, it has, but it's like it takes I'm, a lot I'm of still grow. I'm still growing now, but it's like you know. What was the catalyst to set you off? What do you mean? The catalyst, the way you said, you know what? Fuck this bullshit. I'm only giving people one chance. Was it this kind of asshole? Yeah, pretty much. He kind of was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Because you would have never expected that out of a high school friend. No, because, you know, back when the last time I saw him was when we turned 21. So I, I, you know, I expected more out of somebody that 
Claims to be a friend. Claims to be a friend from like seventh grade all the way up, you know, till we turned 21. Then we lost contact for a while until about maybe, what, four or five months ago or no, three or four months ago. And ain't it funny how people change within that time? Yeah, a lot of people change for the better, but he didn't. What do you mean change for the better? I've always found it to where they amplify what they were in high school, a bunch of pricks. Well, he wasn't. He he's to me. He's a total opposite of what he was in high school. Really? Yeah, because in high school he would never have said that kind of shit, and now all of a sudden he thinks he's the cat's fucking meow. Well, dude, if you were the cat's meow, you wouldn't be fucking single at forty nine, living in your mommy and daddy's house. <laughs> I love with no That's fucking funny. kids. <laughs> Now, a lot of people don't like having kids. Well, okay, that's fine, but... But they ain't like You don't that. even have a girlfriend. And or you're a potential. And you have all this money. And if you got all this money, you live in Scumberg, why don't you fucking throw it around? Maybe you'll get a girl, even if it's just for your money. So it does hurt when people do that. Yeah, because it's you like... you got to toughen up, like I always say, and, you know, throw it back at them. That's why I said chuck it in the fuck it bucket. I don't give a fuck. Nobody's getting more than one chance with me, ever. I'm done. And I think that's sound advice to everybody, don't you? Yeah, don't give people other chances because they're just going to come at, at you with more and more fucking bullshit excuses. That's why you always used to get on to me because I would give a one and done deal. Yeah, now I'm in that same category. <laughs> but before then, you would get angry at me. Yeah, I'd be like, why don't, give you give him, why don't you give him another chance, man? Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no. And I'm like, but why? And I was like, no. I said no, and I mean no. And you do. You always did. But now I guess I can say that I'm going to be like Hollywood and one and done, fuckers. I'm not. Nah, You're going to tell she's pissed off about I'm her. not letting anybody fucking walk all over of me. I'm not letting anybody fucking fuck with my head. I'm not going to let anybody treat me like I'm a piece of shit or a little fucking peon. Well, the thing is, are you going to stick to them guns? Yes. Because yeah. it's hard after having a personality like yourself or somebody else has a personality like you to actually keep to it. I mean, I'm usually a pretty laid back, pretty happy-go-lucky kind of person, which I still am. But now I'm going to be watching and paying more close attention to who I converse with. I think this one cut you to the core. Oh, yeah, because... Yeah, you're well. They don't know that this is the one place you finally call home. Yeah, because you didn't feel comfortable in the other places. No, and we moved a lot in 28 years. <laughs> we moved. We lived in a lot of places. Hmm. And this was, I think, the past almost two years now. I've actually been able to say that this is this is my home. So when they came after you, don't don't bash my hometown. Don't bash don't don't bash my bar. Don't bash my job. Fuck off. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off, jerky. I'm gonna return your ass to the Dollar General, and I don't want a refund. They can just take you back. What humps do you think you're gonna have to face in the future now that you got this new outlook? Because this is something that many people might have to hear. Pay How more, to get over the hump. Pay more attention to when people are talking to you, and you got to, like, read between the lines, which I always thought I could do, but I guess not very well. 
you know, and it's like you were like Helen Keller when it came to reading between yeah, the lines. You couldn't duh. see it. I couldn't see it or hear it. <laughs> I was like dumb and dumber. But, but that like, don't make you. Don't, but you gotta. Don't make you a stupid you start seeing. You start noticing the stupidest red flag. Like my thing right now is I'm gonna stick with stick with my gut instinct. Which where I, you didn't. Where I didn't before, I would get a gut instinct, and then I'd just be like, well, I'll see where it goes. And that's the biggest people, um, biggest mistake people can make is not sticking with their gut. Yeah, and when you get that gut instinct about a person. Or anything. Or anything in general. It could be a job. It could be anything. You have to. You have, you have to, to follow you, that. You gut. have to follow it. You got to listen, because you know more than you think you know about everything. You just got to sit back and pay more attention to it. You do you understand what I'm saying? I do. You got to pay attention to the signs that you're being given. Yeah, you got to stop living with blinders on, which I did. And you got to stop worrying about what other people think about you. Right. I don't care. Whatever. Now you don't care. No, I don't care. But it, it it hits you real hard over the weekend. Yeah. When this was said to you. Yeah. Ain't it funny, you know, a high school friend or shit like that, and Hollywood's the always the one picking up the fucking pieces. Yeah. Why is that? Why does it, it pisses me off? Here I am, happy go lucky. Then a high school friend calls you white trash. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now I got to deal with it. Yeah, but the funny part is, is, motherfucker, if you're going to call me white trash, then just straight up call me white trash. Don't beat around the fucking bush. Just come straight out and tell me I'm white trash. It's something you didn't want to hear, though. No, I didn't want to hear it because, you know, I I know I'm not. I mean, yeah, um, I'm not the same person that grew up in Schomburg. I'm better than that. I think the advice we're trying to give you guys is stick with your gut. If you sense something's wrong, don't go against it. More importantly, stop fucking with people that are going to fuck you anyway. I've always said that. Don't fuck with them. Yep. They fucked you once already. Yeah. They're going to do it again. Stop stop being China doll and giving people multiple chances. Because it does not work. It doesn't pay off in the end. You end up just more pissed off. (laughs) See, I came from a different background Mm. where that could save your life. Knowing what the fuck is going on. Mm -hmm. Where you, you're just learning it. Yeah. It's not life-threatening or anything, but it's a good way of keeping the stress away. Stress is a killer, man. No shit. It will fuck you up. It will. So if you don't have the stress, you don't have to worry about it. Not at all. That's why I say you're one and done. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. I don't need to hear you. You fuck me once, ain't no gonna nobody's gonna fuck me that second time. It's over. It'd be cordial if you want to talk to me, but you're I'll, not getting I'll, into my spear. I'll greet you in public if I see you in public, but other than that, we ain't going to go sit down and have no fucking drinks. No. We ain't going out to eat. No, we ain't sharing none of that shit. I'll walk right on past you and be like, hey, how you doing? And keep going. 
because of their actions, and you shouldn't have to feel sad about doing. You shouldn't have to like feel that. like you're obligated to be friends with anyone. Well, you were before. Yeah, I know, but I don't anymore. I don't care. I'd rather not have any. Ouch. I mean, if that's how people are going to be, I'd just rather not have any. Mm. I like having acquaintances and not having anybody that's a close friend, I guess. No, that's bullshit. No, because I got, I got my sister, so, you know, who who needs anybody else? It's fine. No, 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 it's no. Fine. You, you're, no. <laughs> you have to have somebody around you that ain't me that has to pick up the... The pieces all the time, and my cat's falling off the air conditioner right now. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> she legit almost ate shit. You can't isolate yourself. You just can't do something like that, especially with somebody like with your personality or. Well, you know, definitely that. for sure, I'm not going to isolate myself. I'm just going to pay a hell of a lot more attention with to to my surroundings and the people I associate with. Plain and simple, mm. I'm going to pay more attention. What the hell is wrong with you? Did you hurt yourself or something, dummy? <laughs> Fucking cat. She makes my day, man, let me tell you. We'll be right back after this music break with Serial Killer Monday. My bad habits lead to you.
most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock on. Rock on. It is China Doll's favorite Monday topic because she's just crazy. <laughs> she is. She's freaking insane. She's got a, her head stupid. My head's not stupid. You get into this shit. I think it's cool. It makes me throw up. Well, some of them do. But other than that. Hey, what do we got besides a cat uh, enamored by a bunch of birds by the window driving her crazy on purpose? Uh, okay. We have Andre... Ain't it funny we got all our animals in here now during the shows? It's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I got two dogs by my feet and there's a cat in the window. What do we got? Andre Crawford. He's an American serial killer, rapist, and... And from Chicago. And necrophile. Oh my god, he fucks things again when they're dead. Didn't we have enough of that other one that fucked fucking heads? <laughs> he killed 11 women in 19 from 1993 to 1999 in Chicago. That was a big story out here. Big one. And I got to stop. What is it with this necrophilia? Are you into that? No, that's disgusting. Sex with corpses? Yeah. No, ew. I do hear guys when they die get a heart on. Uh, not true. What do you mean, not true? It's not true. That's what I hear. Well, I'll let you know. Do women just... Oh, see, you'll (laughs) let me know. (laughs) Oh, no, I can't. You'll be dead. What, are you just going to jump on the knob? No. Ew, dude, no. That's nasty. (laughs) Sex with dead people. This is the second serial killer that's done this. But he didn't have sex. The other one had sex with somebody's head. Oh, there's a difference. Yeah, this was actual corpse. What an ass. A full body. <laughs> what an ass. Many of the women were addicted to drugs or sex workers. Prostitutes. It's always mm. these people go after prostitutes and I think it's because they feel nobody's going to want to know who they are. There's or... there's actually a story behind why he chose prostitutes. Oh, shit, here we go. What, did he get fucked out of a blowjob or something and pissed them off? Well, in 2009, this this interesting chap was found guilty on all counts and sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. That's because old George Ryan, he got rid of the death penalty. What a prick. Well, it does specifically state that his trial was delayed because of the introduction of the Death penalty thing mm-hmm. in the state of Illinois and numerous moratorium. Court, that's it. That's the word. And the numerous co- court motions from both defense and prosecution. So it was delayed until November of 2009. He spent nine years and 10 months in Cook County Jail. They should have killed more him than there. any other inmate in the history of Illinois. How long did he stay? Nine years and ten months in Cook County. Holy fuck. It says it's the most any inmate has ever spent in Cook County Jail in Illinois. Mm -hmm. But in 2009, in December, a month later, he was found guilty on all counts and imprisoned in Menard Correctional Center. Well, Menard ain't no joke. So that is where he was until March of 2017. Where's he at now? He died of liver cancer in prison. 
Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So he got to die in prison. That's mm-hmm. what I don't... I don't understand a moratorium. You know, I get it. Innocent people do get killed. But at the same time, when you got the real killers out there, like a schmuck like this, mm-hmm. they get to die with three hots and a cot. Yep. That's insanity by its own definition. It is. Well, let's see. It says that shortly after his birth, his dad took off. So, oh. so he's probably got, he, he probably had daddy issues. Oh, give me a break. They're going with this fucking bullshit. His mother paid very little attention to him. Well. So does she, that mean she you're going to be a serial killer? She basically gave up her him and his sister and they went into the foster care system. Which is dangerous. That I have to say with kids. But it don't give you a right to kill And some keep in mind that all of his crimes were committed in the Inglewood neighborhood. Inglewood's a fucking shithole. Mm-hmm. And the only other serial killer at the time that was actually doing murders the same time as him was Hubert Gerald's mm-hmm. in Chicago. So he went to Inglewood. Mm. Well, he he that's where he grew up. Yeah, but that's where he did his killing. Everybody knows in Inglewood. Cops don't research that shit. They don't investigate. They don't even want to be in Inglewood. <laughs> no, they don't. It's fucking wild west out there. But he was he since he was given up by his mom, he did run away and cuz he had issues in the foster system where he was uh mentally abused, sexually abused in the foster system by his foster parents and some members of the family mm. to, to, you know, in the foster system there. And is he, that why he went after sex workers? He ran away from home to look for his biological mother. And he did finally find her. And the biological mother's relatives who later went on to sexually abuse him and forced him into prostitution himself. Oh, come on. They have never been able to prove that that situation occurred, but this is one of the reasons why he chose to go against, you know, get sex to murder sex workers because of the fact that his mother basically turned him out. Mm Mm-hmm. And he dropped out of school at 17 because of his drug addiction. Because his mother was a drug addict and a prostitute. And then mm-hmm. he, in, he in turn became a drug addict and a prostitute. Mm-hmm. But in the 80s, early 80s, he cleaned himself up and enlisted into the army. And then later in the Navy. Mm. But he continued to use drugs during his military service. And due to this, he couldn't perform duties adequately. And he constantly was disciplined and eventually dishonorably discharged. Mm -hmm. So then he returned to Chicago. And he was in, he mainly did low-skilled labor because of problems that in the district and the company of prostitutes and pimps that were like right there in the red light district. Mm-hmm. Because he was like right near, that's where he was living, it was near the red light district. A lot of people that knew him did speak positively of him, but 
it all went downhill. He was repeatedly arrested and prosecuted on charges of theft and drug possession. In 99, he was found guilty and received a suspended sentence with probation, during which a blood sample was taken. That's where the blood samples were. Mm. And that's where they catch him up. And in 95, he was arrested for an assault and rape, spending over a year in Cook County, awaiting the end of the investigation. But those charges were dropped because the victim refused to cooperate. So if that victim would have cooperated, he wouldn't have went on to be a killer. Well, and the reason why the victim didn't cooperate, according to the investigators, and her testimony was questioned due to her drug addiction. Mm. So they didn't know if she was actually giving adequate testimony or falsifying it because Mm. of her addiction to drugs. So Crawford chose black girls and women who engaged in prostitution or were drug addicts. Most of them being casual acquaintances who he lured into abandoned houses or wastelands. Which there's a lot in Englewood. To share crack cocaine or have sex in exchange for money. He either strangled them or stabbed them to death with a knife. After committing the murders, Crawford left the corpses at the crime scene returning later that day to perform sexual acts on them. Oh! (laughs) You find the biggest sickos, man. (laughs) Do you, like, got a sicko radar or something? I just wanted to find somebody somebody recent. So, yeah, here he is. You're a sicko, man. (laughs) Do you, like, have dreams of how to make Hollywood throw up? No. (laughs) <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and he did attack 11 women. He did attack a 12th woman and left her for dead on Thanksgiving in 97, but she survived. Mm-hmm. So Crawford was arrested January 28th of 2000 following a DNA test, establishing his evol- involvement in seven of the 11 murders. After the arrest, during the initial interrogations, he admitted his guilt and told the investigators he was responsible for a total of 11, as well as several other attacks and the victims who survived. Then how the hell did he spend nine years at Cook County? He admitted it. Because of the fact that they kept having to put, because of that, what are you, what'd you call it? The moratorium? His case had to be kept on hold. Oh, because they were going to seek the death penalty. Right, but because of the moratorium, or however the hell you say it, his uh, his case kept getting put on hold and on hold. Because the on prosecutors hold. wanted the death penalty, and they yes. wanted to see what was going to fucking happen. And they had to wait until that was finalized before they could get a final judgment in his case. That's why he ended up only getting life in prison without the possibility of parole. Mm-hmm. After his capture, he revealed that he was involved in a police operation <clears throat> to capture the elusive serial killer. This was, yeah, it, yeah. his fantasy. Yeah, his fantasy. He part. He claims he participated in surveillance activities around the area, helping police distribute leaflets. Like he was helping them find him. <laughs> 
seriously. Ain't that a fucking punch in the fucking balls right there? He legit there. was basically putting up leaflets and flyers and composites of the suspect. He was helping them. My God. Yeah. But he did originally, you know, he got he got charged with 11 counts of murder and sexual offenses with aggravated battery or aggravated circumstances, including one count of attempted murder. During his confessions, Crawford admitted to killing a young, a young person named Rhonda King. But another serial killer, Hubert Gerald, had already been convicted of that crime. Ain't that a bitch? In response... I'd be pissed. Cook County Prosecutor Office announced that they would overturn Gerald's conviction as his testimony was considered questionable from the start. Subsequently... Gerald's was exonerated of the King murder, but still remained incarcerated as DNA tests established his guilt on five other murders. Oh! Well, that is uh, a China Dow sicko uh, <laughs> serial killer for today. My God. We'll see you at tomorrow's show, you sick ass. <laughs> and that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next.